Hey everyone, I'm Ludlow and he's Storley. And welcome to the TNL Playbook. Our goal is to share ideas and resources that can be useful for life and ministry. Nothing is off limits. While we aim to share the gospel because we both are in the seminary, we will seek to share what we think are practical ideas and resources that are useful to everyday living. We realize we all need Jesus, who is the source of all our needs, but we still need to live in this troubled and confusing world while going to our messed up churches with our less than perfect families with way more questions than answers. So this is our playbook for life and ministry. Come with us as we create and share ideas that will help us navigate this game of life. Hey, welcome, welcome, family. Welcome back to the TL Play. Yeah, boy. <laughs> See, messed it up already. Messed it up oh already. Oh, my goodness. It's the TL Playbook, episode four. Aren't you excited, Ludlow? I was excited, but I don't know now, man. After that. See, we've introduced something new, and you were over there playing with the sound effects. You forgot the name. I'm like a four episode in, man. In a candy store, man. Oh, my man. goodness. And today we have a really great topic that we're going to talk about. It's been something that's been on everybody's tongues, everybody's pages, everybody's mind. It's been in the news. It's been all over, and it is of such importance especially if you are a person in america and even more importantly if you are a black person in america yeah man and it's 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 a topic that you can never talk too much about because the problem is ongoing and so we deem it so important that we're gonna do two episodes on it see you should add a sound effects right there (laughs) (laughs) two episodes on it so yeah today we're going to talk about social justice yes 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 and don't think that we we miss the bandwagon because if 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 you're listening to this today and you're thinking that we missed the bandwagon then you are probably thinking that social justice was a seasonal thing it's a it's a fad it may be a word to some that mm-hmm. is new to their their consciousness or their spiritual vocabulary but this is something that has always been around and if you're thinking well it should have happened in a black history month in february now i'm listening to it in a month that is not February, let me tell you something. I had the great pastor, Dr. Sednak Yangson, and we started Black History Month at New Dimension. Talk about it. And for us, Black History Month did not end until the prince from Africa, Pastor Yangson, preached. And that usually happened the last week in March. So if you're listening to this in March, it's still Black History Month. All right now. So be a part of this journey as we talk about social justice, which is important enough for us to spend not just one episode, but two episodes so that we can have a thoughtful conversation, share some information so your eyes can be open and understand why this is a topic we should be talking about all the time. Now, again, we just want to remind you, we are not subject matter experts at these things in the least. I I am positive that there are many out there who will be listening to this at, at some point in time who who's more read than we are, 
we are just two seminarians who have had experiences and based on those experiences we have developed opinions and thoughts and we just want to share these with you we're not trying to trying to to change much we're just trying to just you know we're just trying to bloom where we're planting yeah we're not saying also that we have the solution this is Mm -hmm. now we're saying we need to keep the conversation moving and so that's what we're doing we sit from time to time and talk about things so again we're just bringing it to this medium so that you too can be a part of the conversation think about some things that you haven't thought about and to move the conversation forward so that social justice issues are not ignored, especially in our churches. All right, all right. So so we, we, we like to do this this little segment here. And this segment here is what are you thankful for? Because we, we we're gonna talk about hard hitting topics and for some that might seem like, you know, an a negative which we you know not necessarily all the time, but we want to make sure that we start on a high note. We we want to do our praise before we do our lament, you know, if yeah. you want to put it that way. So, so, so Lud, what are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? So, what I'm thankful for is this is the first in. If we do a hundred more episodes, I'm gonna be thankful for this more than half of those other hundred episodes that we have left. So I am thankful for the queen in my castle, my African queen, my wife. All right. I'm, oh, extre- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're late, man. You're late. I'm going to have to take I'm that song. I'm going to have to take this sound effect from you. So I'm extremely thankful for my wife. She's this amazing woman, beautiful inside and out, an amazing mom. Uh, she's just holding it down. While we're hanging out here in Berrien Springs, trying to do this thing. So I just want to shout out, Diana, I love you, babe. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate you. All right. Now, since we're in that mood, I got to say. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what are you thankful for, well, well, Dr. I, Thorley James? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um you know, February is not just a month of black history. It's it's a month when, you know, kings and queens are Mercy. Are, are birthed. Oh. <laughs> so Well <laughs> So I'm 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 grateful that God has blessed me with another year in my life. Amen. And um not only that, um it was in said month well, that I, I I asked the, the, the lovely Akisha Campbell well, to be betrothed to me. I don't have the sound effect. Press oh, it. Oh, oh, <laughs> my, my, my bad. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I asked her to be my wife. Shout out to Akisha Campbell. And um, I'm looking forward to marrying my best friend. Wow. I'm looking forward for this journey. I'm looking forward to... to to, to say what you just said, mm. you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that aspect of life where we can do life together and, you know, not with this distance between us, but we can, we can, you know, we can grow together and have these great moments in the same space and just build each other for what is to come. So that's what I'm grateful for, my friend. Congratulations. And especially in those cold, barren spring nights, it's nice to have a friend a loved one, a, a wife, someone to keep you warm in those cold Michigan nights. So congratulations and congrats again to you and the future 
All right, now. Mrs. James. Thank you, thank you, because the Bible did say well, two is better well, than one. Well, uh, uh, and, and shout out again to, to Dr. Yangson, who actually preached at my wedding. He talked about it takes two to make fire. All right, now. And again, when it's cold in Barren Springs, you need some fire. Mercy. <laughs> Bring that fire, <laughs> that holy fire. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, that's what we're grateful for. And we want to get into this topic of 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 um of social justice but before we even go into that we just want to remind you that you can find us on social media on Instagram on on Facebook look us up TL playbook TL playbook on Instagram, Facebook, like us, follow us. We're going to be putting um, information online where you can engage us. As a matter of fact, when we drop this um, on Monday, we're going to be directing you to, to engage us on social media. We're going to be sharing some links. We're going to be sharing some information that we want to engage you with because we're not just, we don't want to be just talking heads. We want to share information that while you're in ministry, while you are, are living this life, that we can do it together with the utmost excellence. So what we want to do, we want to share information with you. We want to share our resources with you so you can do the best that you can do. And if you want to send us an email, if if you if you 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 want to you know send us some corrections, we're not above that. We want that because we want to put the best information out there. You can always email us at T A N D L Playbook at gmail.com. That's T A N D L Playbook at gmail.com yeah and some of the information that we'll discuss we'll share links to stories articles um and if you have something that you think will tie into what we discuss share with us share it with us as well so that we can look and be more informed as we go through life absolutely and if you want us to talk about something specific let us know we'll add it to the list we'll do our research and we'll bring it to we'll bring it to life. All right. Yep. So now, social justice, and I and I think it's 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 it's, it's fitting, Ludlow, for us to say, ask what is social justice because for many, um, it has become a word that is grievous, mm-hmm. and for some, it has become um a sentiment that has made them militant. Yeah. Now, let's let's define what social justice is. So. From my research, my understanding, social justice is the fear or just distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privileges within a society. That means everyone living in a society, and if we, in the context of the United States of America, everyone living in the United States of America, regardless of gender, regardless of age, regardless of skin color, should have a fear access to wealth opportunities and privileges and unfortunately that's just not the case now it's 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 interesting that that you brought that up and i'm sure somebody who is listening somebody who has not been engaged with this topic um, more so will say okay good i hear your definition but that has nothing to do with spirituality you mentioned nothing about jesus this has nothing to do with the church why is it that the church now should take on this definition that you're saying? What is their role in all of that? Uh, the church plays a big role. And a matter of fact, because it's so important, 
we're going to dedicate one episode to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the next episode, the follow-up episode, is we're going to go through scriptures. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to see how Jesus's ministry was about social justice. He cared about those who were sick, those that were oppressed, those that were disenfranchised, those that were being discriminated against. So we're going to look at scripture. We're even going to look at the Old Testament where the Bible talks about if you don't care about the widow and the orphan, and if you keep oppressing people, you will be judged accordingly and will be treated accordingly. So it's something we're going to talk about biblically, but for today, we're going to just get some things out, some reasons why social justice is important, because a lot of people think social justice is just about protesting or shouting Black Lives Matter or about defunding the police, but there is more to social justice than that. Okay, so if if I can distill what you're saying down um, for somebody who's a churchgoer who is on the fence about about what social justice is, social justice is a way of connecting before we correct. Yeah, because oftentimes we think that hey, we're in the church, we're, we're we're in the church, we are the standard of righteousness. It is our duty to bring you to Christ. So everything that we do should bear this salvific import imprint rather. But Jesus himself connected with folks. He connected with their their lives. He connected with their situations. And what he did, he he dealt with the social. He dealt with the temporal. And when people are now in a place to receive the gift of salvation, then he presented to them. So it, I, am I on the right track with that? Yeah, because and if you think about it this way, if you see your neighbor and I'm going to use this, your neighbor in your community that you want to introduce to Christ, and she's struggling to put food on the table, and you as a Christian don't don't provide, don't help, don't share with her the resources where you're able to get your food, or if you don't even one day say, okay, you know, my neighbor is going through a difficult time, she doesn't have food, let me bring some of what I'm eating to go share with her. But you don't do that, but all you do, you see her say, oh, I'm going to pray for you. Mm. Let me give you some Bible study. She's not. She's hungry. That's not what she wants in the moment. But if that same neighbor, you say, you know what? I brought her some dinner. We sat and we talked. We had a good conversation. Then one day you say, you know what? I, I, I'm doing this Bible study. Are you interested? Because you have that relationship, because she knows you care about her as a person, you want to make sure she's doing well physically, then she's going to give you some uh, credibility and say, okay, if you care about me physically, then obviously you care about me spiritually. So let me take the time to listen to what you have to say. All right. All right. So, so you know, I've, I've heard it said that the one who starts the conversation um, sets the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Right, and we know social justice. It 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 a, a light was shed on it because of what happened through police brutality, mm-hmm. and as a result, because of what happened through police brutality, whenever you hear the word social justice, automatically that is the the picture that is seen in one's mind let's talk about it from 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 that end and then let's see how we can bring it back to 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 um where we as church folk knowing that these things are happening in the world how can we broach a situation yeah and i mean the reality of social justice is not just about police brutality it covers a lot more than that mm-hmm. 
And but that seemed to be the thing that gets us revved up. That seemed to be the thing that get the conversation going. And unfortunately, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be when the police kneel on someone's neck for over eight minutes or when they shoot someone 51 times or when they arrest some uh, uh, unarmed black man because he looks suspicious, have him locked away in prison for three years, falsely accused, and then he can't deal with the pressure. He kills himself when he comes out. That sh- those shouldn't be the only moments we talk about social uh, uh, justice issues. It also covers systematic racism. I mean, the system, the culture in America is built to keep minorities down. It's built to keep the wealth and power within a a, a few uh, 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 people in society's hands. And even now, uh, one of the biggest things we also should be talking about is voting rights. That's Mm -hmm. also a social justice issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, folks are so upset about the last election that in more than half the states in America right now, they're enacting laws to restrict folks from voting in the next election. So those are some uh-huh. of the things. Um, housing inequality, uh, education, healthcare, income equalities. Those are some of the things that also included, is also included in social justice that we should spend time talking about. And you know what? I've said this before and I'll say it again. Voting for us is our seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And if this is not something that is is spoken about to to the folks, if it's not something that's spoken about from the desk, then what we're telling our folks is that your seat at the table is not important. Yeah. And and we know that everybody has an opportunity, you know, once you're a citizen of this great country, to to cast your vote for who you believe represent best your values. Yeah. And it's very important that we we take this opportunity as 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 Christians, as as Americans, even as black Americans, to make sure that we have the best representation of what we believe lead in our country. Yeah. And so it's important to go and vote to get that out there. But if someone takes that right from you because you're not, you don't know because you're not involved, you're not aware what's going on. The day you get up to go to the polls, they tell you, well, do you have two IDs? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, can you read this? It brings you back to an error that we thought has long been gone in America where you have to be able to read in order to vote. So these are things that we have to pay attention to. But one of the things that I want us to look at, how important uh, 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 social justice issues are, is the roof over your head, mm-hmm, home mm-hmm. ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of folks in the minority community uh, 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 are in the position where they're not able to to, to buy a home. Mm-hmm. And that's not just, oh, well, I don't have the money. Uh, it's because the system is set up for you not to be able to do that or not to be interested in in, in, in home ownership. Um, and I'm going to share something with you, and we're going to post this on, on, on social media. And it's an article I was reading from the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. It says, in the first quarter of... 2020, 44% of black families owned their home compared to 73.7% of white families. According, and that was information they got from the Census Bureau. The gap is even wider in some cities with just 25% of black families owning their homes in Minneapolis compared to 76% of whites 
which is the widest gap in American cities. Um, and with, with in a city that has more than a million people. Now, home ownership is important because that's how you build wealth. And so 51% of black households are homeowners, the highest rate in the country, but it's far fewer than the 70% of white homeowners. And why is home ownership important? It's important because, again, that's how you build wealth and not just small wealth, but generational wealth. That's how you're able to provide education for some families. Now, check this out. 73.3% of white families own homes compared to 44%. But mortgages, a lot of folks in order to buy their homes, they have to get mortgages. Uh, 6.15 mortgage denial rate. That's the rate for mortgages that are denied in all race. When it comes to African-Americans, the rate is 12.64%. Wow. That's how many, so it's twice the amount of African-Americans that gets denied for mortgage compared to those in other races. Now, net worth, net worth, uh, medium household net worth in 2019 for white households is over 139,000. You know what it is for black households? $12,780. Wow. Think about it. And that's just from owning a home. So more people in African-American communities uh, rent. And even if they're able to buy, they buy in areas that they won't either get their loans approved, the value of their homes won't appreciate, which is called redlining. And mm-hmm. that's something that is is steep in how the laws and system in America were created where banks and government agencies wouldn't provide loans and services in certain zip codes because they're a majority uh, a black zip code. And that includes homes. So if you think social justice issue is just about police brutalities, it's also about home ownership, where you live, the communities. Uh, uh, do the police come there? Do you know the police? But they won't do that in communities where it's run down, where it's mostly renters, because we're not invested in our community. So we have to also own homes, and that's also a big issue. You know, I'm listening to the statistics that you're sharing, and, you know, it, it, it bothers me greatly because someone might be listening to this and they might think that, oh, see, we're blaming everybody for the things that we don't have. And we're blaming everybody for the things that we don't do. When in America, this is a land of opportunity where everybody now can pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they can be better than the situation that they came up in. But while I'm while I'm while I'm while while I'm listening to you, I'm I'm thinking, I'm cogitating and I'm and I'm seeing that people are a product of what they see around them. And what they what they what 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 they are are the the long-term outputs of inputs that have been that have been given to them um in in all their lives. And I, and I think about this Ludlow. I think about this that the fact that um when we look at the statistics of blacks versus whites owning homes, but yet you look and you could see that a lot of black folk have money. 
Mm-hmm. But because of of the environment that we are that that we are in or they are in, the way how we spend money is different. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've always heard growing up is that poverty is always well dressed in the black neighborhood. <laughs> and I could look at some of my, my 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 young ones in my church in my neighborhoods and you know every every time a new shoe drop, they have it. Every time a new colorway comes out, they got it. And some of these shoes these shoes are now almost like a currency in themselves where there's a market where you can go and buy and sell shoes and shoes that came out for a long time ago. Now they're selling a top dollar. So you may look in, in somebody's closet and you could easily see probably about $5,000 worth of shoes. Yeah. And in certain places, $5,000 can go towards a down payment on a home, mm-hmm. which will give you equity, which will kind of put you in a different bracket in terms of wealth. Yeah. And 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 that kind of mindset is 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 something that needs to change. Yeah, and the thing is, when you own a home compared to when you rent, uh, 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 there's certain things that are different. Uh, when you go to the bank to try to get a loan to open a business, they look at you different mm-hmm. when you're a homeowner than when you are a renter because you have invested. Meant mm-hmm. you have an investment in your community. They realize that you have uh, not only an investment, but you're serious about what you're doing. And if you are able to to buy a home and pay the mortgage and keep it going, they trust you. You have credibility. They trust you. Say, so, okay, I can give you this money so that you can open the business that you're hoping to, to, to start because we trust that you'll be able to pay it because you have something to lose. You have investment, you have asset, you have something that you can use to, to bankroll it. But I think a lot of it starts with education. Mm-hmm. And that too is a system that unfortunately in this country is not set up so that everyone has equal uh, access to it. Right. Or everyone, yeah, you might have equal access to education, but not the same level of education. Based on where you live, based on the color of your skin, you may not have the same access. And especially from uh, uh, kindergarten to high school education. And then when you get to college, it's something different. As a matter of fact, in the 16 million people enroll in undergraduate degrees, only 13% are African-American. Wow. So out of the 16 million, it's 1.6 or 1.7, something like that, of the amount is African. Think about it. That's like, that's just unheard of. Mm-hmm. So if it's uh, only 13%, then obviously when you go across the, the large population where a lot of it is African-American, that number doesn't make a dent. So you have less educated people out there who are vying for the jobs of their other counterpart, mostly white counterpart, who are more, who have more uh, people in college. So they're obviously going to get the better paying jobs. You're going to have op- better opportunities than those of us who don't have an opportunity to get a college education. Man, that's, 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 those are some hard statistics, man. And it's, 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 it's incredible to know that the disparity in all these numbers is leaning towards the African-American community and the, 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 the black and the brown skin community. And, you know, I, I want you guys to engage us on our, our social media on this. 
at TL Playbook on Facebook, where we're going to post um, these stats, where we're going to post these links to some of the things that we shared so you can check them out for yourself. But right now, there, there, there are some other things that we want to get into about social justice. And yes, we know that we we can't change everything in one podcast or even in two podcasts or even in 10 podcasts, but it's very important that we 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 have this conversation and we keep it going. And at the same time, we don't neglect the reality of what we see. Yes, we could talk about income. Yes, we could speak about education. But if we don't have money or if we don't have the opportunity to get proper education, one of the things that should be guaranteed to us as human beings is life. Yeah. Is life and 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 we can shake the fact and we have to talk about it that that you know what our lives are not equal to others in the sight of some. Yeah, and and I mean especially this past summer, it was a big deal when George Floyd was murdered, mm-hmm. and I heard about the story. Uh, my family, we have a, a WhatsApp group where aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews we interact. And one of my uncle who barely posts anything posted something. So it was in the summer. I was in Hebrew and I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't want to go do the Hebrew. So I decided, okay, let me click on this to see what it was. And I stood there and for over eight minutes, I watched this thing that just, mm. I mean, Unreal. it just, it just left me numb. Yeah. And and I'm and and it's not the first time we've seen because usually we, I guess we 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 it's unfortunate that we're getting to this place where we're kind of numb, where we're we're seeing images, we're hearing stories. So, but this time it was different. I'm I'm stand I'm standing there and I'm watching this white officer kneels on this black and the the look on his face, his hands in his pocket, and I'm look and I'm like. There's just something different about this one. And then we start to hear about Brianna Taylor mm-hmm. and the young woman in her house sleeping mm-hmm. and and police officers came in and shoot her. So those are the, the kind of things in the past few months that kind of got the whole protesting where places are being burned, but people are scared. And you and I, as black men, we also have anxiety about, yeah. you know, our life and our safety. I mean, over the summer, we were driving somewhere. We had a conversation mm-hmm. in a car. Tell us what that conversation was. You know, we, we were <laughs> we're going to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, the, the conversation just sp- it went back to as far, I believe, when I don't know if I shared with you uh, an experience that I had. In Brooklyn, when I was coming from church, and you know, we Jamaicans in the middle of summer, three-piece suit, Bible in the hand, <laughs> you know, you, you you cannot mistake us for anything else. Mm-hmm. And I was walking down Snyder Avenue, right at Kings Highway there. You know where it is. And I got pulled over by cops, and I have my quarterly in my hand, I got my Bible in my hand, I got my hymnal in my hand. I didn't have a iPad at that time, because that was back in the day. And these guys threw me on the ground. They knelt on my back and they cuffed me. And it's like, yo, you fit the description. Wow. Of what? Of somebody coming from church? <laughs> and I didn't know what to do at that time. Mm-hmm. And as I think about it now, these things are not new. No. It happened to me. 
It happened to others. And while I think now I could, I can remember Abner Louima. Yep. And that was what? In like the nineties mm-hmm. in New York city, dude got arrested for whatever, whatever interaction he had with the police, but it ended with the guy getting sodomized by the police officers. Mm. I mean, that's just unheard of. So it's not new. And then you have uh, 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 Amadou Amadou Diallo, Mm -hmm. the African man, immigrant, who standing on his steps, going into his house, reaching for his wallet, and dude was shot 41 times. Wow. And So it's not new, Mm -hmm. but now you're able to see it. Yeah. Back then, there were no videos mm-hmm. uh, to see a police officer choking someone, shooting someone, kneeling on their necks. But now you have video. It's being recorded. So it, it, it's more ingrained in our image. And so we're seeing that. Then we talk about Sean Bell. I remember that. The remember night that. before a young man got the married. Married. Yep. 51 times shots i mean so these are things that have been going on for a long time that we we can't ignore it and again we were go- back to the story about us going golfing mm-hmm. we were driving and we we're talking about how anxious how how anxious we are how anxious we feel when we we drive especially where we live yeah we 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 never we've never had interactions with the police since we've been here but we recognize that two black men driving in a car going someplace we watch the speed limit in mm-hmm. michigan you can drive for our new york folks in michigan there are highways you can drive eight, 70 miles per hour 70? <laughs> Try 170 miles well, per hour. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's 70 miles per hour. But you're driving, but mm-hmm. at least for me, you watch your speed limit. You want to make sure you're not doing more than 80, more than a 10, and you're looking at your where you're through your rearview mirror to make sure, is there a police officer? So, I mean, who drives like that? Who lives like that? So, yeah. those are the things. And we even talk about before we left our houses, we prayed mm-hmm. that, and the funny enough, both of us are coming from two separate houses, meeting to go someplace, and we had the same thoughts while we were having our breakfast. This is the last time we could be back home with our families. And it was funny, not ha 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 funny, that we were having this conversation. Two young, educated men, multiple college degrees behind our names, in a seminary, and we still have that fear that we can leave our homes and not make it back. And that's the reality that we have to deal with because it is irresponsible if we as as future leaders, church leaders, not have these conversations with the men in our church, mm-hmm. with the young men in our church, with the folks in our church that this is this is America. This is the America that we live in. And the things that were once thoughts in people's minds, they now seem to have the latitude to express it now. Yeah. But and, and we need to teach our people how to navigate through these things. Yeah. I remember when I was in college and 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 I was an RA and um I one of the programs that I did as an RA is that I gathered all the guys after we played Halo. I would say, guys, we need to know how to handle ourselves. Most of us here, you know, we're, we're on Long Island. We're from the we're from Brooklyn. We're from Bronx. We're from Harlem. We're from these places where you know when we're in our element, we're comfortable. We're in a different situation. And I remember this one officer, Officer Yano. He 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 came in and he said, guys, let me tell you something. He was Spanish. He said, you guys have to conduct yourself differently out yeah. here. 
because this is almost like a different country. Yeah. When you see an officer, this is how you, you, you speak to him. And if you do it this way, the probability of you going back to your home, to your bed yeah. is greater. Yeah. And it's crazy that we have to interact with certain people a certain way as though, you know, we are almost begging for our existence, begging for our lives. And this should not be because when you when you have to be like that, it, it screams inequality. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. And, it, and it's a big problem. And for me, as a father with two young boys that I love dearly and it's the it, it, it's what pains my heart and I know my wife is also concerned about it is how will our boys grow up in this society how will they make it when they have to deal with the injustices and, in, and inequalities in the world and especially their interaction with law enforcement and so it is something that my wife and I pray about talk about and so I think as leaders, future leaders, as future pastors, is something that should be a part of our ministry in how we interact with our church, what some of the things that we, we tell our church. So, I mean, that's something we're going to talk about on our next episode. Mm-hmm. What should we be doing? What should the church be doing to deal with social issues, um, social justice issues? How should we get involved? Is this a concern for Caribbean church? You and I are from Caribbean churches. And Caribbean churches may think, well, it doesn't affect us. It's the African-Americans. Look, when they're going to shoot you, when they're going to discriminate against There's you. There's no distinction. They don't say, let me hear your accent. <laughs> And when your son Jamaican, they say, all right, you're from Jamaica. Yeah, all right, you go. Nah, man. They see your skin color and they say, yep. that's you who I'm, mm-hmm. I'm discriminating against. And again, we talk about Abna Luima and we talked about Amadou Those were two immigrants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that felt the brunt of police brutality. So not because we're from the Caribbean, we think, oh, we're not. It doesn't, it doesn't discriminate against what Caribbean island you're from whether you were born in America or not, once your skin color is dark like mine and Thorley's, then we are subjected to the same um, discrimination. And we'll also talk about what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. So I know we talked about a lot today, Thorley, but I promise you this was a setup for a next episode where we get into it and talk about social justice issues. I, I, I love it, as man. It I love it. To the Bible. And you know what? We want to have these conversations which are so important. And I don't want us to be distracted by things that are happening around us that we don't put the proper attention on those things that we should. And social justice in our religion, in our lives, and in everything we do should be paramount. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that we had this opportunity to speak about this today, and I'm looking forward to our follow-up yeah. episode five, where we're going to talk about those things and answer those questions that you just mentioned. So with that said, everyone, we want to thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Again, if you have something to chime in, go to our Facebook page, TL Playbook. We're going to have some stats particular to this episode episode five go there share your thoughts let's have this conversation there share with us your experience and let us grow together as a community until then see you next monday see you next week thanks for listening thanks for listening please look out for a new episode every monday special thanks to ashova uh, acoustic wave for providing our theme music 
Also want to shout out Dwayne Rowe for the logo. Check him out on Instagram at Dwayne Rowe and his website DwayneRowe.com for more art. And don't forget to like and follow us at TL Playbook on Instagram, on Facebook. Until then, see you next Monday.